The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bavakamo daf mem dawid, and we are five lines from the bottom of daf mem gimel Beis. So the Gemara is going back to continue to break down the Mishnah and daf mem aleph amid aleph, which discuss the halachas of kaifer. Again, what are the halachas of kaifer? Ashor shenogach es hashor. The Torah says the first three times the Baal Ashar has to pay chazin ezek. The shor, that shtois is a shor time. The fourth time, the shor pays not chatzin nezek, nezek shor. If the shor shtoises an adam and kills the adam, then the halacha is that even when the shor is a shor time, the shor itself is chayev miso, it's chayev skilo, it becomes a shor aniskel. There's no tashlume mamon, however, if it shtoises three times and it becomes a shor hamuid for killing B'nai Adam, then it's of course Chayev Skilov. The Shor Tamas Chayev Skilov. Certainly the Shor Amu would be Chayev Skilov. But in addition, there's now a monetary component to the punishment, and that is that the Balashar has to pay Koifer. What does Koifer mean? Kufr Kapara, Kufr Mamoino. Is it the May Mazik or is it the May Nizik? Those were some of the Machloikis that we saw. Additionally, we saw there's a Tana and Shas that holds that just like a Shor Tam, that's Mazik a Shor has to pay chatzi nezek, so to a shartam that kills the adob would have to pay chatzi koifer. Either way, the halacha that this morning's staff is going to discuss is the fact that the Mishnah said, v'chem beben, v'chem bebas, that not only is there a halacha of koifer, if a shar killed an adult, but if a shar kills a katan, or a shar kills a ketano, the halacha is that there's going to be koifer as well, and that's because it says in the parish of koifer at the tail end, oi ben yigach, oi that just like if it kills an ish or isha, there's a parish of kaifer. So too, if it kills a ben or a bas, there'd be a parish of kaifer. That if the shor kills a cotton, it's the same shulchan aruch as if the shor would kill a god. Why do I need a pasik? To tell me that a shor that kills a cotton or a ketana, there's a loch of kaifer. I could have learned it out from a kavachet. Or from a mamet, you know. If an Adam kills an Adam, there's a chiyav. If a shor kills an Adam, there's a chiyav. An Adam that kills an Adam is chayiv misa. A shor that kills an Adam, the shor itself is chayiv misa. And that baal shor has to pay koifer. Just like an Adam that kills an Adam, it doesn't matter. If the Adam that killed, killed a katan or a ketano, or if it killed a gadol or a gadol, it doesn't matter what the age of the person that was killed was. The Reitzeach is Chayev Miso. A Reitzeach that kills a cotton or a Ketan is Chayev Miso, just like he is if he kills a Godel or a Gdol. Avkisha Chayev Shor Ba'adam Leitachlik Boy, Bing Tan of the Dolem. So then it makes sense if you have a parish of Shor, Shahar against Adam, there shouldn't be a difference there either. What the age of the person that was killed. Just like an Adam that kills an Adam, we don't care how old or young the person that was killed was. So to a Shor that kills an Adam, you should have the parasha of Shor Aniskal, the parasha of Kaifer, the parasha in Parshas Mishpatim that discusses these halachas for a minor, just like you have it for someone that's already a girl. But oh, additionally, Kalvachaymer, meaning not only do I know it from a mamatzinu, because what should be the difference, but I can, based on the mid of Kalvachaymer, emphasize it as well. Just like when a person kills in another person, the halacha is... If the Reitzeach, talking about the one that killed, is a cotton, 
you don't have the halachis of Ritzicha, Leisirzach was said, to people that are bar mitzvah, to people that are gdolim. But if a cotton would kill, the cotton himself wouldn't be chayiv misa. And still you find that if the cotton's on the other side of the transaction, the cotton was the one that was killed. Chayiv When it comes to a shar, where if the shar, not the owner of the shar, the shar itself was a cotton, the halacha is, you have the same exact halachas of shor shahar Adam. It doesn't say anywhere that the shor has to be bar mitzvah or has to be of a certain age in order to have the parsha of kaifer, in order to have the parsha of shor niskal. So even if the shor is a quote-unquote katan, you have the halachas, then certainly on the other side, if the shor killed the katan, there should be halacha that the Shar should be chayiv, meaning you find that the Torah included more regarding a katan when it comes to shar shar Adam than it did with Adam shar Adam. We are on the Ritzach side. If the shar itself is a katan, you're chayiv. If the Adam itself is a katan, you're potter. That means we're more inclusive for katan when it comes to shar shar Adam. And certainly on the other side, if you find that an Adam that kills a katan is chayev, a shar that kills a katan certainly be chayev. Either way, the Gemara is making two arguments why it should have been obvious, oi ben yikach, oi bas yikach. Why then did the Torah have to tell me an extra pasik? Lechayev alaktanim kigdoilim. I should know it either from the mamatzinu just mentioned or from the kalvachayim just mentioned. So the Gemara says, no, why? Why? Because imam adam adam, shekein chayev ba'advarm. You can't learn shar ba'adam from adam ba'adam because adam ba'adam has a special where if an Adam is mazik in Adam, you have the halacha of Daladvar. In addition to Nezek, you have to pay Tsar, Ripu, Shevis, and Bush. As opposed to a Shur that's mazik, you don't have the Daladvar. So at the end of the day, you could have a Mamatsinu, you could have a Kavachimer. But what you're doing is you're learning Shar Shaharagasa Adam from Adam Sharagas and Adam. And just like Adam Sharagasa Adam, even if he kills a cotton, he's going to be Chayv Misa. So too, you're arguing that Shar Sharagasa Adam, even if the Shar kills a cotton, there should be a Din skila on the shar, and the shbechi of kaifer on the balashar. You can't learn shar shar gesa adam from adam shar gesa adam. In the world of kalvachaymer and pirchas and teichiachs, there's an issue. The issue is adam shar gesa adam is chay bedal dvarim, or adam she hizik gesa adam is chay bedal dvarim, as opposed to shar she hizik gesa adam doesn't have dal dvarim. It's for that reason, Talmud Lomer, the pasuk here says, "Oy ben yigach, oy bas yigach lechayev alaktanim kigdalim." Says the Gemara, "Vaitev eliyale b'muadim betaminayin." If you go through the pasuk, so the pasuk mentions the halacha of shar shaharag esa adam. That's a shar time. Shor shaharagasa adam, that's a shor mu'ud. And then after it mentions shor mu'ud, it says, ben So it sounds a little bit like the only time the ben and the bas is included is for the shor hamu'ud. A shor hamu'ud that kills a ben or a bas is going to be chayev just like a shor tam. But maybe when it comes to a shor tam that kills a ben or a bas, just like he's treated more leniently throughout Masechtas Bavakama, being that I don't have a Mufurish Abbasik, maybe you can argue that a short time that kills either a katan or a katana is in fact going to be potless. Because that's where it says it. The drush is right after the parsha muid. Says the Gemara. No, you want to know Minayin? You shouldn't need a Basik for that. I can do back of the envelope arithmetic like we just did. How so? Mamotzino and Kalvachim. We find now that a shard that kills a Ben Bas is chayv. A shard that kills an Ishvi Isha is chayv. Just like by Ishvi Isha, there's no chilek between Tam and The halach is that there's a parsha of Shor Shor Gazadim Betam. There's a parsha of Shor Shor Gazadim Mamud. So it makes sense then if Ben Bas is included in the parsha. 
then it should be just like Ish Isha, just like by Ish Isha there is no Chilik Tamamud. So it would make a lot of sense that by Ben Ubas there should be no Chilik Tamamud either. But oid, that's a Mamatzinu. But in addition to the Mamatzinu, Kalvachaymer, Ma Ish Isha, Shakain Hura Koicham, Binizakin, Madach Ish Isha, who you find are Hura Koicham. They're sort of behind the eight ball when it comes to the halachas of Nizakin. How so? If they're Mazik, they are Chayev. But somehow they're treated in a more preferred way when it comes to the halachas of Shar Shaharag. Because if a Shar kills an Ishvi Isha, even if it's a Shar Tam, the Balashar is going to be Chayev. So an Ishvi Isha, a Godol, is usually treated in a bad way, disparagingly, when it comes to the halachas of Nezokin. Anything an Ishvi Isha does, he's Chayev for. He's Chayev for Nezokin. He's chayef for Ritzicha. He's always going to be chayef. And still, you see, we feel bad for the Ishvi Isha. We treat him in a good way if he's on the other side. If a shar kills him, even a shar tam, the balashar is going to be chayef. So, Benu Bas, Benu Bas, who are not treated as unfavorably when it comes to the Zakin. Meaning, how so? If a Benu Bas is mazik, a cotton that damages is high. It's a mission parakhoival. Cotton viktano pgiosan ra. If you're mazik them, you're chayev. If they're mazik you, they're potter. So ben ubas, sheyofa koicha bin azokin. You see that they're treated in a better way in the lochas of Nazokin. Ainoidin, then certainly they should be treated at least as well as the Ishvi Isha is. Shalitahlik ben bin Tamlamud. So if by an Ishvi Isha there's no chilik between the Tam and the Mood, you're always gonna have the parsha of Shoshar Gazal. Certainly you should always have the parsha of Shoshar Gazal when it comes to cotton and Ektana. So again, the Gemara is saying, I shouldn't need a Pasik, it should be obvious that. A shor shahar adam. Even if the shor is a shor tam, you should have the parish of shor shahar adam by cotton ektana, just like you have the ish isha based on mamatzino, just like you are mechalik between tam and by ish isha. So to don't be mechalik between tam and by cotton ektana. And based on Kalvachaymer, madach ish isha shahura koychem and If they're mazik, they're going to be chayef. And still, if a shor tam kills an ish isha, the balashar is going to be chayef. So certainly. Certainly, cotton and ektana sheyofa koychem benazakin. If they themselves are mazik, they're not chayev. So it's yofa koychem. It should be yofa koychem that if a shor kills them, even if it's a shor tam, you should have the parish of shor amrit. But the Gemara says you can't make this mamatzinu and you can't make this kalvachem for two reasons. Number one, the chidon and kal mechamor lahachmir alof. You can't dan something kal from something chamor. You can't learn out. Something not so chamor from something that's more chamor, and we'll read the parentheses. At the end of the day, you're learning out tam from muid, and even though you're basing it on a mamatzino benu bas from ishvi isha, but if you break it down, you're really learning out tam from muid, and that's not something you could do because muid is certainly more chamor than tam. So if by muid you find that you're chayev. For killing a cotton vektana, mechitesi, you're going to be chayev for killing a cotton vektana when the shar is a shar You're going to argue, but don't I have a mamatzino? I'm learning out 
Ben Ubaz from Ishvi Isha, and that's something I have a right to do. That's true, and that's the little bit of a doichik in what the Gemara is saying. But at the end of the day, you're also learning time from Mu'ad. And Mu'ad is Muhammad from time, and you can't learn a Dover Kal from a Dover Chamer, and therefore the Gemara is saying the Mamatzinu falls off. Va'oid, additionally, you can't learn out Katnan and Ktana from Ishvi Isha either. Meaning it's true, a short time that kills an Ishvi Isha, you have the, a parish of Kaifer, doesn't necessarily mean that a short time that kills a Katnan and Ktana, you can have a parish of Kaifer. Because if you can easily argue that it makes sense that we should be more machmer when you kill a Ishvi Isha than we are when you kill a Katan and a Tana. Because an Ishvi Isha is Chayi V'mitzvah. So you kill someone that's Chayi V'mitzvah, it makes sense it should be Chomer. You kill someone that's not Chayi V'mitzvah, such as a Katan and a Tana, it makes sense that it shouldn't be as Chomer. So therefore, even though I talk, I have him a car, I have him a car that... If the shark killed a cotton and a ktano, I know there's going to be a parish of koifer, as it says, I ben yikach, I bas yikach. I would only know it by shara muid, because the Torah wrote that passage right after it mentioned the halachas of muid. But I wouldn't know it by shara. And I can learn it, not from Amitzinu, not from Kalvachimer, as we just learned now with this Ahmed Gemara. So, how then do I know that the halacha is true, even for a shark? Huh? It's not a furish in the Torah. I don't have a way of learning it out. Talmud Loimar, it's not a furish in the Torah, but it's implied from a passage in the Torah. It says, I ben yikach. Oy, bas, yigach. It says the word yigach twice. Ben yigach, bas yigach. It could have said, oy, ben, oy, bas, yigach. Oy, oy, yigach, yigach. It's coming to teach me four halachas. Negicha betam, negicha bemuid, negicha lemisa, and negicha lenezakin. The part of this that we need is negicha betam and negicha bemuid. Yigach, yigach twice. So not only ben yigach, bas yigach, bemuid, which is the parsha that it's mentioned more in context too, but even for a short time, where it's not as before in the Torah, the halacha is going to be, that a shard that kills a kotan or a ketana, you're going to have the halacha of kaifer. Either way, a nice gemara, and the maskonasa gemara is, that you have the halacha of kaifer, whether the shard killed a gadol, or whether the shard killed a kotan. But before we go weiter, just to interrupt the program, and infuse a little bit raid for a moment. So one of the svaras that the Gemara mentioned was is that you can't learn cotton and katana from Ishvi Isha. Because you can always argue that a shard that kills an Ishvi Isha should be more chamor. Because the Ishvi Isha is chayi mitzvahs. As if to say that when it comes to Ritzichon, when it comes to Loisirzach, the medida of how chamor what I did was depends on the subject that was killed. Is he chayv mitzvahs or is he not chayv mitzvahs? If he's chayv mitzvahs, so then it should be more chayv. You killed someone that's chayv mitzvahs. Wow, that's horrible. You killed someone that's anyways potted from you. killed a cherish of a cotton. He's potted from mitzvahs. Okay, it's not as chomer. It was mentioned more as a habamina, but clearly there was a svara in the Gemara where the Gemara was arguing that loisirzach, which is one of the Ten Commandments, and one can argue maybe from the most chomer, after noichi and loyilacha, you can clearly argue that loisirzach would be number three on the pecking order. Certainly very, very chomer. It's somehow related to the fact that if you're killing someone that's chayv mitzvahs, you're doing something terrible. But if he's not chayv mitzvahs, maybe it wouldn't be as terrible. And at first glance, it's saruch beer. Because really, it's a pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk is in Parshas Noyach. When Noyach leaves the Teva, Hashem tells Noyach that from here to forward, if you'd like, you'll be allowed to eat from the basar of animals. So until Noyach left the Teva, 
Noach was not allowed to eat. Basar Taiva was Asar. Ach Basar Benafshoi, Domai Loisachelu. Shem tells Noach, you can't eat any piece of meat. There's a process of how you have to prepare it, etc. But the point is, you're allowed from here to forward to eat. Basar behemoth. However, Hashem says, even though you're allowed to eat basar behemoth, you can't eat human flesh. That's something you're not allowed to do. It sounds almost a little bit like there was a havamina that if you can kill an animal and eat the animal, you should be able to kill a person to eat the person as well. Rabbi Shuabba spoke about that once on Shabbos. Says the Torah not. And then the Torah goes on and tells us a pasik, which is really out of context, a pasik of how chomer it is to kill another human being. If somebody kills another person, he himself is chayiv misa. Shoifich dam ha'adam ba'adam. Reuven kills Shimon. Domoi Reuven's dam. The reitzeach yishafich. He himself is chayiv misa. Why? Because the person was created. So at first glance, why is there an isolate tzeach? Because the person was created. And I ask, no cotton was created with any less of a tzalamalikim than a gadol was. An ish v'isha versus a cheresh shoita v'katan. Cheresh? What he's has less of a tzalamikim. So if the reason you're chayiv misa for killing somebody else is kibit tzalamikim else's adam, and it's a pasuk in the Torah, parshas noyach. So what in the world does chayiv b'mitzvahs and not chayiv b'mitzvahs have to do with whether or not with whether or not the reitzeh is going to be chayiv? And the truth is, we spoke out some of this raid once upon a time a little while ago. There's a Rashi in the end of parshas shoftim. Talk about tucked away. It's in the parsha of Egla Rufa. So we're all familiar with Egla Rufa. They find a dead body. It's between two cities. They don't know which city it's closest to. They have no idea who killed this person. So the Skanem used to go out into this Nachal. They would bring a Egel. They would behead it. They would recite uh, a portion in the Torah, Kaperno, Es Amcho. There's a whole Seidah Hadvarim. And by doing this, Kaper Amchi Yisrael Hashem Hashem, there was going to be a kapara. But there's certain halachas of where exactly the process of Egla Rufa had to take place. Chazal say it had to take place in a Nachal Eson. That's an area that was considered to be infertile. They had to take an eagle, an eagle that never produced any children. Says Rashi, quoting the Gemara, in the Soite Daf Zok Rashi, what's the significance of some of this symbolism regarding the Egla Rufa. <laughs> Take an eagle that's one year old that never had any children. Bring it to a nachal that cannot produce anything. A nachal eson. Why? To be mechaper for the ritzich of this person. And why do we need kapara? Why does the Ritzach need kapara? Because he killed someone and he took away that person's ability from being able to be Yosef Paris. The greatest crime, the greatest churban in a Ritzicha is that every single person was put on this world with potential. Every person has potential to accomplish something big, small. We really don't know what a person's potential, but every single person has a unique potential, a unique tachlis that he was put on this world. In fact, one of the reasons that uh, Oval says Kaddish is because when a person dies, so his unique tachlis that that person that died had is no longer in the world. Every person has a unique way of giving Kfayt Shemayim. And when that person is not in the world anymore, it's gone. That light, that unique tachtid was extinguished from the world. And it's for that reason that Avelim say, Yiskadav, Yiskadash Meirava, that anything that 
any Kfayt Shemayim that was supposed to come from this person that died, let it come from some other way, because we understand that there's a void in Kfayt Shemayim when a person dies. Because every person is included in that. And every person is included in that in his unique way. As I'm talking now, I remember there's a story I once read about Ramea Shapiro, the founder of the Dafyomi. So Ramea Shapiro, Kiyudua, was a Rosh Yeshiva. He founded the Lublini Yeshiva. He was a tremendous, tremendous Talmud Chacham. And naturally, he started a Yeshiva because he enjoyed learning and he went into Chinuch. And this was his dream. His dream was to build a beautiful, preeminent Yeshiva in Europe. And he spent a lot of time raising money. He wanted to be Meroim and Kavadat which was a little weak at the time in Europe. And he built a great Lublini Yeshiva. But in addition to that, Ramea Shapiro was also a very talented Askin. He was an incredibly gifted public speaker. And he had a big Kayach dealing with with the Polish politicians and the Russian politicians, and the Askonim at the time were recruiting him. They wanted to come along with them on these delegations to meet with the ministers of the time to try to promote the Orthodox Jewish agenda of the time. And Ramesh Shapiro didn't want to because he wasn't interested in being on the road and meeting with dignitaries somewhere. He was interested in sitting in yeshiva and harving over Rambam's or learning Bava Kama. He wanted to give share. That was what he That's why he built the yeshiva. He built the yeshiva so that he can be a Rosh Yeshiva. So he had a Rebbe, a mentor of his that he wrote a letter to. And he told him that he's very torn, he's conflicted, he's not sure what to do. And the Rebbe wrote back between the eyes. He said every single person was given a tafkid. And no one really knows what his tafkid is. But the best way for a person to try to back into figuring out what his tafkid is, take a look at his unique talent set. Because everyone's different. Everyone has talents. And by introspecting and understanding what talents Hashem gave you, there's a good chance you will be able to determine and figure out what exactly a tachlis is. So the Rebbe told Ramea Shapiro, if the Ebishter wanted you to be a Rosh Hashiva and sit in a base medrash during the cold winter nights and give shear to Bachrim and to Talmidim, the Ebishter would not have made you a world-class public speaker. He wouldn't have given you the ability to walk into a room and light the room up and to be able to be Moshech people, to be able to get a thousand people to cry and then a minute later, get the same thousand people to laugh. Hashem wouldn't have given you those talents. Hashem gave you those talents, obviously, because He wants you to be out there, and He wants you to be mashpi on people. And He said, as much as it's not what you want to do, it's what the Ebishton wants you to do, that's your tafkid, and that's what you need to do. Every single person has his unique tafkid. And when Ruvain kills Shimon, you know what's so terrible? What's so terrible is, is that Ruvain's taking away Shimon's tafkid. Whatever Shimon was able to contribute to this world, no longer exists. And that's why Ruven needs Kapara, says the Torah. If the real issue was the fact that Shimon now cannot be Oiseperos, so you know what we do when we mechaper for the death of Shimon? We take an eglo, but the question begs itself. Didn't we say the Pasuk says, I don't want to go into that Rikos, but the Territ says it's based on Reb Chaim Velozhin, it says in Nefesh right in the beginning of Paragalath, when we say that man was created in the image of God, what does that mean? It means we look like Hashem, so if you want a picture in your mind what Hashem looks like, so look in the mirror, that's Kfirah. That's not what Hashem looks like. Hashem is in a guf. It's one of the 13 principles of faith. One of the Yud Gimel Animamims that some people say every morning. It's pachet. That's not. So what does it mean? It says Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, do we know that the Midah of Elohim, Elohim is 
the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was boina umachrit. When we say that a person was created, B'Tzalam it means that Hashem gave us the ability to be boina umachrit, just like Kaviyochel Hashem himself is the ultimate boina umachrit. And when we do a mitzvah, we're boina. And when we do an avera, we're machrit. Rabbi Chaim Volozhin famously says that what gave Titus Harasha in the Roman Empire, the ability to destroy the second base of Mikdash was the fact that the Yidin, through their Averis, had already been machriv, the Mikdash Shalmailo, with the Averis that they had done. And once the Mikdash Shalmailo was destroyed, it was a layup. It was very easy for Titus to come in and destroy the Mikdash Shalmata. But he says, you know who really destroyed the base of Mikdash? Klai Yisrael. With the Averis that they did, they destroyed it at its root. In its physical manifestation, Titus came and he logistically made it all work. But really, the real machrev was us, because every single year has a koyach to be bainu machrev. Selam alikim means that just like Hashem is alikim, he's bainu machrev. We have the ability to be bainu machrev. Hein hein advar. It's exactly what the pasuk is saying. Shoifich dam ha'adam ba'adam dama yishafich. You know why? A person has potential. Every person has ability to accomplish things. Every person is a bainu machrev. Oh, you're a bainu machrev. You're Put on this world for it. You can't kill that person. Because by you killing that person, you're taking away his ability. I believe the Pasik of Kibitzel Elikim Sa'adam, the way Reb Chaim Velajan explains it right in the beginning, literally chapter 1, verse 1 in Nefesh Achaim, is Hen Hen Advarim Rashi over here in Pashas Shoftim. But either way, going back to our Gemara, in the Gemara you saw Svara, that it could be if you kill someone that's Chayiv in Mitzvahs, it's more Chavar than if you kill somebody that's not Chayiv in Mitzvahs. What would be the Svara? If Salam Elikim means a person's great in the image of God, oh, he's so holy, you can't touch him. Okay, but that's not what it means. It means that every person has a potential. Every person was put here for a reason. So naturally the person that's chayv and mitzvahs, from an oisapiris, from a potential standpoint, he's a little higher on the totem pole than the person that was any oisapiris. So at the very least, it's a havamina and a gemara where the gemara said, anaposik, you could have argued that maybe it'd be more chamer if you kill an ishvi isha than it would if you kill a ben abbas. That note, we continue along. More halachas about a shor that was playing around, it was messing around with a wall. So it was rubbing against the wall, the Gemara is going to say, because it had a little itch. And then the wall fell on a person and it killed the person. Or wanted to kill an animal and by mistake the shaygig it killed an adam like nani the shayg wanted to kill a non-jew varik ben yisrael he had no idea that he was a jew linafalib varik ben kayama or he wanted to kill a nafal and it turns out that he killed a ben kayama in any one of these aforementioned cases the loch is potter meaning even though there's a loch that a shayg that kills a excellent question even though there's a loch that a shayg that kills an adam is Chayiv. You have the parish of Koifer, the Shar is Chayiv Skilo, and there's a Lacha that if it did it already for the fourth time, the owner of the Shar, the Bala Shar, is going to be Chayiv Koifer, but that's only for that Kavana to kill in a way where had it done what it intended to do, there would be the parish of Koifer. But to the extent that the Kavana that it had was not to kill someone for whom there would be a Chayiv, like if it didn't have kavana to kill at all, it was just mischachek bekoisol, or it wanted to kill a nafal, or a behema, or a kenani, being that it killed shaloi bekavana, there's a parish of shaygig, even for an animal, as if to say, an animal has some level of das, and if it's done shaloi bekavana, you're not going to have the halach of kavana. Shmuel. Shmuel said, that even though it says in the Mishnah clearly that your potter, if the shark kills shaloi bekavana, you're only potter be misa, you'll be potter from misa, 
Meaning the shor won't be a shor in this but the bala shor is going to be chayv kaiv. Rav Rav says potter mizera mizera. No, potter means not only misa, but you're going to be potter from kaiv. Frek the gemara kashava my hotam who? Why is there a chiyav kaiv shmuel? Isn't the shor a shor tam? And if the shor is a shor tam, a shor tam that kills an adam, even big kavano, even in the perfect case. There's still no halach of kaifer. Kaifer you only pay when it's a sharabud. You don't pay kaifer when it's a shartam. Now, first glance, head of the Gemara know we're talking about a shartam. Maybe we're talking about a sharamud. So there'll be mavur from the Gemara that we're going to learn now. It's not explicit, but it's implicit in the Gemara that it's not mashma that these things mentioned in the Mishnah would have happened three times or four times, being that we're dealing with something that's lishchir. So the Gemara assumes it's probably some fluke thing that took place, and if it's a fluke thing, it happened once. If it happened once, maybe twice. It's a short time. So short time. There's anyways no chiyav kaifer. So how could Shmuel say in the Mishnah, Potter mi misa, but yichayiv kaifer? It seems like we're dealing with a short time. So the Gemara says no. Kid Amar Rab b'muad lipal al bnei adam b'bayris hachanami b'muad l'schakech al bnei adam b'ksalim. Says the Gemara, maybe we're talking about a short mood. I. It's loishchiach. Does it make sense to be moikim a mishnah for something that's loishchiach? Yeah, Rav himself did it regarding a mishnah later in Perak Shor Shenogel Chasapara and Afem Zayin Amadbeis. The context over there, which is not really relevant, but the context was where there was a shor that went into someone else's chotzer. So Ruven's shor went into Shimon's chotzer shalebishos. Shimon's family was on the bottom of a bar. Ruven's shor fell into the bar, and when it fell into the bar, it killed a member of Shimon's family. The halacha is that you have a parsha over there of Shor Shaharag Esa Adam. There too, the Gemara asks, it's a Shor Tam. If it's a Shor Tam, there should be no kaifer. So Rav said, it's not the first time this happened. This is the fourth time it happened. Now, is it Shekhech for this to happen four times? No. But that's how Rav explained the Mishnah. So Shmuel says, I can explain this Mishnah over here in the same way. But the Gemara says, if we're talking about Shor Hamuid, then Bar to the extent that it's a muid, if this has happened a lot, then it sounds like you're saying the shor had kavana to do it. So if the shor had kavana to do it, then why you potter? Referring to the first case of the Mishnah. Shor shahoyim mischakik bekoisel. Gemara's cash is on the first case. Where the shor was playing with the koisel, and then the koisel fell down and it killed somebody. So if you're telling me that the shor's done this before, it's played with the koisel and it's killed people before, so it sounds like it was kavanos elahazik. If it was kavanos elahazik, then why you potter? The only reason you'd be potter is because you didn't have kavana. If it's a mu, it doesn't it sound like you had kavana. And the Gemara says, Bishlaim ahasam, Bishlaim in Rab's case, you could tell me that the shor has fallen into a bar accidentally and killed someone already four times. How so? The Chalza Yerik of an Eiffel. It saw something that it wanted and then it tripped over and it ended up falling. Doesn't it sound like if the show was mischakik because of enough Adam and it happened four times that it must have happened because So again, this is all pretty obvious, but the Gemara says, no, it's talking about where it used to play around with the Kaisal Ana'asa and accidentally already a few times the same story has happened where it's... <coughs> Rubbing itself against a wall, it knocks the wall down, and it kills somebody. Either way, Menoyot, you didn't, how do you know that it had Kavana or didn't have Kavana? Because now that you're telling me Kavana matters when it comes to a shark. So in this case, for example, where it was rubbing itself against a wall, then the wall fell and killed. How do you know that it did it didn't have Kavana to kill? So the Gemara says, the boss of the Novakam is Chachik, because even after it killed the person, it continued doing its thing. It did it stops. If its Kavana was to kill, as soon as it kills, it would have gone on and on to his next thing. But being that it continued doing its thing even after it killed, so you say, Meres, its Tachlis wasn't to kill, its Tachlis was to rub itself. Either way, when the Mishnah says, in the first Halacha, just Klar, Shor Shoyim is Chachik Shmuel said, Potter me Misa, 
If you chayiv in koifer, it means it's already the fourth time that this happened. You pot misa because it's possible that it happened shloibe kavona. What was the shloibe kavona? It was rubbing itself against the wall. The wall fell and it killed. It never intended to kill, thus pot But at the same time, chayiv bekoifer. Chayiv bekoifer suggests it was a mood. Yeah, this is already... The fourth time that this happened. I have another problem. How could Shmuel say Yechayv Koifer? Why isn't this Tzreiris 101? What's Tzreiris again? Anytime a shun or an animal is mazik, but it doesn't damage using its guf. It damages using its kayak. So the classic case of Tzreiris is where a shun is walking, it kicks a rock, and the rock damages. Told of the regal. That's the classic case of Tzreiris. But as we've seen in the Sugis and Balakamo, that Tzreiris is always applied whenever you have a situation where the Shur was mazik using Kaicha. If it didn't damage using its guf, didn't punch the guy in the nose, but it used its koyach, and through its koyach it damaged, that's always true. So what's the Gemara's kasha? Why is there a chi of koyfer? Why isn't the sreiris? The shor knocked down the koysel, and the koysel was mazik with the gofa koysel. It wasn't the gofa shor, it was the gofa koysel. Now it's true, the koysel only fell because the shor knocked it down, which would make it koychoy shalashor. If it's koychoy, it should be sreiris. Amra Amori, Breder of Kahana, the cousin name we It's talking about where the shor knocked down the wall, but they didn't hit the wall and then move away let the wall do the damage. It went together with the wall onto the victim of the wall, and being that it followed through with the wall, it was pushing the wall the entire way down. It's considered gufa, even though it's guf didn't touch it, but it was pushing the wall, that's gufa, that's not going to be considered kaycha. But before we go weiter, and this is really a lambda shkumar that we don't have time to spend on, but Akati, what was the Gemara's kasha tzreiris? The Gemara had a kasha. If it's tzreiris, there should be no chivs. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, the for kasav elabinagicha. Rashi seems to be learning that the Gemara's kasha is that if it's Tzreiris, there should be no halacha of Kaifer at all. Other Rishonim argue with Rashi. Other Rishonim say that the Gemara's kasha is not that there should be no Kaifer. There should be Kaifer. But just like Tzreiris, what's the halacha? Chatzi Nezek. So to Kaifer, by Tzreiris, you should pay Chatzi Kaifer. Machlekes Rishonim. Whether the Gemara's kasha of Tzreiris, or in, for that matter, any time you have a real case of Kaifer with Tzreiris, are you potter from Kaifer? Or is there going to be a chatzinezek? And the truth is, at first glance, the Rishonim would seem to be in the right, and the onus would be on Rashi to defend his position. Rashi seems to be saying a very big chiddush. Rashi is saying that you have the halacha of Tzreiris in the sense that you're not going to be chayiv nezek sholing, but you don't have the halacha of Tzreiris that you're going to be chatzinezek. You should be patalagami. At first glance, how could you have your cake and eat it too? Mamonavshach. What would be without the halacha of Tzreiris? If there was no halacha of Tzreiris, you'd be chayiv nezek sholing. Tzreiris is a halacha lomay shemisina. It's a very big chiddish. That even though koichay kegufay dami, that was the first Shukavar and Dafid Zayin that's the whole sugi of Tzreiris. That even though koichay kegufay dami, it's anytime I do something, whether it's hezek or ritzicha or anything. Using my koyach, it's as if I did it with him. It's never a chilik between koychay and gufay. Because koychay and halacha is always kigufay. But when it comes to the arba of nizikin, when it comes to ashar being mazik, the halacha is that koychay is love kigufay dami, and you're only chayiv to pay chatzin nezik. The fact that koychay is love kigufay dami, and you don't pay nezik sholim, that is part and parcel of the halacha of the The halacha of the said two things. Number one, koichei lav kegufei And number two, you pay chatzin ezek. They're both chedushim in of their own, but it's all part, it's two sides of the same coin. It's all part of the same halacha. It's 
and you pay Either you have the by Kaifer, in which case you should pay Kaifer, or you don't have the Lachal in which case you should pay Nezik, which is in fact the Shita of the other Rishonim. But Rashi says that you don't pay Nezik Shalim, but you also don't have the Lachal Meshvinah that says that you're going to pay Chatzin Nezik. So, how exactly that works is Sarech Bir. Tanya Kabazi, the Shmuel, the Tuf to the Rav. So, again, we had a Machlekes over here where a shark killed an Adam, Shaloi Bekavano, or it had Kavano, but it had Kavano to kill someone for whom it would be Potter, not someone for whom it would be Chayyab. The mission says Potter, Mikta, we don't kill the shark, it doesn't become a shark in Nisko, even if it's a Muad, it doesn't matter, but Chayyab Koifer. Rav said no. Rab said you can be pot from Kaifer. So according to Shmuel, you chayv from Kaifer. According to Rab, you pot from Kaifer. Says the Gemara, Tanya Kavasi the Shmuel of a right to Shmuel the tuf to the Rab, which essentially is a tuf to the Rab. Yesh chayv and misa ube Kaifer. Price says it's possible for a shor to kill and it'll be chayv misa and Kaifer. Yesh chayv be Kaifer pot be misa. It's possible to be chayv Kaifer and be pot from misa. Yesh chayv be misa pot be Kaifer. It's possible to be chayv misa pot be Kaifer. Yesh pot be misa. It's possible for him to be pot from all. So there's four different variables. Okay, it's a muid be kavano. If it was a regular shor, a muid. For killing Adam, it's the fourth time he did it, and it had kavanah. That's the classic case of shor shahargas Adam. If it was a shara mood, but it didn't have kavano, chayev bekoifer upatem imisa. This is Tanya kavasi the shmuel but you have to derive shor. That was the case in the Mishnah. You see that even though the Mishnah said potter, you only potter mimisa. But like the Brisa says, Chayev B'Koyfer. Tam B'Kavana. If it was a Tam B'Kavana, you'll be Chayev Miso, Patim B'Koyfer. That's the classic Tam. Tam Shaloi B'Kavana, Patim B'Zeh Miza. You're always going to be Potter from Koyfer because a Tam never pays Koyfer. And you're going to be Potter from Misa as well. Like the Mishnah said, even a Muad that kills an Adam is Potter from Misa. So certainly a Tam that kills a person is going to be potter from Misa. Either way, Machlik is Rav and Shmuel. Tanya Kavasi the Shmuel of Tufta the Rav. Vahanezok in Shloi B'Kavana. What if a shor was Mazik Shloi B'Kavana? So until now we're talking about a shor that killed Shloi B'Kavana. It's not Chayev Skila. It doesn't become a shor in Nisko. Machlik is Rav and Shmuel. Whether it's a Chayev Koyfer. What if a shor was Mazik Shloi B'Kavana? So an Adam that's Mazik Shloi B'Kavana, Adam would lo'olam. What if the shor was shaloi b'kavana, but it was nezaket? So it's a machlekes tanoi, not a meiron. But here it's a machlekes tanoi. Rabbi Yehuda mechayev, Rabbi Shimon Poit. Rabbi Yehuda says yechayev. Rabbi Shimon says you're pot. Incidentally, yes, the shita mekubetzis brings a shita sarishayim that says that this machlekes Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon is Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon l'shita sayu in mesech the Shabbos and really in all of Shas, where Reb Shimon holds that every Dovah Shein of Eschavin is Potter, and Reb Yehud holds every Dovah Shein of Eschavin is Chayev. So, so too, if the Shur was Mazak Shalevi Kavon, according to Reb Shimon in Shas, that Dovah Shein of Eschavin is Potter, the Shur is going to be Potter, the Bala Shur is going to be Potter, even though it's the Kavon of the Shur that we're talking about. It's one of the big chedushim of this entire sugya. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the Tavish and Mishcham is always chayiv. You're going to be chayiv. My time is Rabbi Yehuda. Yalef mi koifroi. He learns it from koifer. Ma koifer shleib kavana chayiv. Just like koifer Shmuel just said, and we had a tangent kavasi the Shmuel that even if the shor hamuid killed shleib kavana, so there's a chayiv koifer. Afan azokin amish shleib kavana chayiv. So tuna zokin shleib kavana gidi chayiv. Rabbi Shimon Yalef miktali the shor. Rabbi Shimon says you learn it from shor shaharigas adam, but not from the chayiv koifer, from the chayiv misa. And ma kotle shleib kavana potter. Just like if it kills. You're in fact Potter. Potter. So to Nezokin, if it killed Shloi Bekavana, or it was Mazak Shloi Bekavana, you're going to be Potter. Meaning, by Shar Shar Gasa Adam, you find Yechayim Shloi Bekavana, Kaifer. You find your Potter Shloi Bekavana, Misa. 
Nezokin, you compare it to the Chi of Momin, in which case you'll be Chayev, or do you compare it to the Chi of Misa, in which case you'll be Potter? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda, now in Neil of Miktali, had Rabbi Yehuda known to be Mechayev, because he learns it from Kaifer, maybe say Potter, learn it from Misa, Donim Tashlumim mit Tashlumim, it makes more sense to learn the Chi of Tashlumim from Kaifer, because they're both monetary, as opposed to learn the Chi of Tashlumim from Misa, right? Makes a lot of sense. Rabbi Shimon, now in Neil of Miktali, Rabbi Shimon, why are you learning it from Ptala and saying Potter, why don't you learn it from Koifer and say Chayev Don in Chiyuve the Shor Mi Chiyuve the Shor Lafuke Koifer the Chiyuve the Bailamu. We learn the Chiyuv Misa, the fact that the Shor is Sokel Yisokel, which is a Chiyuv, it's a punishment for what the Shor did from the Chiyuv Tashlume Nezek. Or we learn the Chiyuv Tashlume Nezek from the Chiyuv Skila on the Shor because they're both Chiyuve the Shor. Anytime a shar is mazik, the Gemara seems to be saying, the reason the Baal shar has to pay is because your shar did something bad and you're responsible for the action of your shar. So too, when we kill the shar that killed a person, we're killing the shar because of what it did. It killed, and therefore it itself is going to be chayv misa. As opposed to the chi of koifer, that's not a oinish for what the shar did, but rather, it's an oinish for what the Baal Hashar did. And the truth is, if you think about this Gemara for one moment, this Gemara is saying something of Any Anytime a shayr is mazik, the Baal Hashar has to pay. Whether it's Karen, whether it's Shane, whether it's Regal. Why does the Baal Hashar have to pay? Is it because I'm responsible for what my shayr did? Maybe it's something to do with me being responsible for what my shayr did. I'm responsible for my own actions. And the only reason my shayr was mazik is because I was careless. I didn't watch my shayr. So for me, being careless, for Veloyish Mirano Bailov, I myself am going to be happy. You know Klerzis Chakira? Everybody. This is the Chakira Hayyaduah, Mesachtis Bovikam. And the truth is, shame on us that it took us 43 blot to speak out this Chakira. I'm sure in, this is an intro worthy point to Mesachtis Bovikam. The Chakira Hayyaduah, it's attributed to Rabbi Sazalman and to Rabbi Hanan and really all the Gedali Rosh Hashivas of yesteryear, all Claire de Shaila. I'm responsible for damage that my mom did. What's the get there of that chiv? Is the pshat that I'm responsible for my moment's actions, just like I'm responsible for my actions? So the reason if my shar damages, I'm chayv, because it's my shar. And you're responsible for what your shar does. Oh, it doesn't make sense. How can you be chayv before my shar did? It doesn't make any sense. My shar was mazuk, thus I somehow bear the responsibility. I'm not chayv for my shar did. I'm chayv for what I did. And the only reason my shar was mazuk is because I allowed it to be mazuk. So it's my ishmira. It's the fact that I allowed it to happen. That's of me. This Gemara would seem to very clearly suggest one side that the reason you're always chayv in the zakin, all tashlumay nezek, is the fact that I'm responsible for what it is that my animal did, for what my mom did. In contrast to Kaifer, which is very much a chiv that I have, not for what my animal did, but rather for what I myself did. We're continuing to discuss the halachas of Kaifer. So just to review, what's Kaifer? A shor that shtoises and kills somebody. The halacha is, even the first time that the shor killed, the shor itself is chayev skiva. The owner of the shor is not responsible for any monetary payments, but the shor itself is punished. It itself is chayev skila. If it does it three times, it becomes a shor hamuid, which means that the fourth time that it shtoises, it again is chayev skila, but in addition, there's now a monetary component to the punishment, and that is that the bal hashar has to pay money to the family of the victim. How much money? 
machloikis, the money itself that needs to be paid is not referred to as tashlume nezek, but rather it's referred to as koifer. The two important machloikis to be cognizant of when you learn the sugi of koifer is number one, is it the main nizek? like it would be in the case of a Tashlume Nezek, or perhaps it's the Dmei Mazek. Additionally, do we view the money that's being paid, this Kaifer, as being Mamoin, or perhaps Kufr Kapara? And as we've already seen, there are implications, whether the Kaifer is treated like a regular Tashlume Mamoin, or perhaps it's treated like something else, it's treated as Kapara. So we saw Mishnah and Dachmem and which discussed the Halacha of a Shur that killed Shalei B'Kavon. At first glance, it seems a little odd. The Shur had Kavon, he didn't have Kavon. He was amazed, he was a Shagi, but the Mishnah gave several examples of a Shur that killed. It killed Shalei and the Mishnah said that a shor that kills Sholei B'Kavona is going to be potter from Skilo. What about Koifer? Shmuel said potter misa v'chai b'koifer. Rav said potter mizeh mizeh. And the Gemara said that Tanya Kavase, the Shmuel, the Tiyuf, the Rav. So ultimately Shmuel was right. Rav was in the wrong, so to speak. So that the halacha would be a shor that kills Sholei B'Kavona is going to be potter me misa, but at the same time is going to be chayev in moment. It's interesting that by now, I'm sure most heard, there was a story that rocked the Dafyomi world, and it also rocked the international sports world. Earlier in the week, last Shabbos, there was a story about a professional bullfighter that was killed in a ring. He was fighting with a bull, and he was killed. You would think that that's something that often happens, but in reality, it's the first time that it happened since 1984. So it's actually very much a fluke accident. In over 30 years, it hadn't happened. It happened last Shabbos. Last Shabbos was Bavakama Daflamites. Bavakama Daflamites is a Mishnah that discusses Shoyrha Itztaden. The halacha of a shor that killed a person, but it killed him in a professional setting. It was a professional bullfighter. And in the ring, it killed someone. Says the Mishnah, that even though a shor shor adam, there's a parish of Ashur Yisokel, there's a halacha of koifer, shor hoitztadin enichayv misa. There's one Mishnah in Shas that talks about the shor hoitztadin. It was last Shabbos' daf, last Shabbos was the first time in over 30 years that the world saw a shayr ha'itzadin, it's what we call hashtag living the daf, hashtag hashpuis coming down. <laughs> but either way, you had hundreds of thousands of people learning the sugi of shayr ha'itzadin. It brought hashpuis from shayr ha'itzadin. So we're discussing again the halachis of kaifer, a shayr shaharagas adam, and specifically the Gemara is going to pick up on a halach in the Mishnah, which said that a shayr that intended to kill a non-Jew and ultimately killed a Jew, or he had a mind to kill a nafel and he killed a ben Kayama, says the Mishnah Potter. So the Gemara made a very obvious thing. It sounds like what if the Shah had a mind to kill someone and killed somebody else? But the someone that the Shah had a mind to kill was someone that had he killed, he would be Chayef Kaifer. It wasn't It was Nishav and Yisrael it sounds like from the mission you'd be high. Because if you're also partner in that case, then the mission should have spoken that out. That's a much bigger chiddish. If that's the case, says the Gemara, even a shah that had a mind to kill one person and then killed somebody else, the is potter. The shah itself is not going to be high. My time is the Rabshimin. What's the Makar to Rabshimin? The Amakra, Hashar Yisakel, 
the gamba olav yumas. There's some comparison between the skila that a shor gets and the misa that a person gets for Averis that he does. Just like the bal hashor would not be chayiv, meaning Reuven himself couldn't be chayiv misa for killing somebody unless he killed the person that he had in mind to kill. Meaning, if Reuven would have in mind to kill Shimon and he would accidentally kill Levi, he would be potter. So you have the same exact halacha regarding the Shor. And as we mentioned at the very end of yesterday's daft, this is one of many halachas that I learned out from this hekish. As we also spoke out yesterday, really quickly, it's a little bit of a chiddish, this drasha. Because the Pashib Shat in Hashor Yisakel Vagamba Olav Yumas is referring to the Shor that Shtoist already four times, where the halacha is that the shor itself is chayv skila. It's chayv skila the first time it shtois. But the owner of the shor is also chayv misa. Now, if someone shor shtoises, do we actually give him capital punishment? Maybe in some communist countries. We don't believe that. Of course not. You may go to jail and get malchus and be punished for white-collar crime, but <laughs> misa Spezdin, that's certainly not. So what does the Pasuk mean when it says Vagamba all of you must? It means Misabidei So really this hekish between Ashar Yisak of Vagamba all of you must is a hekish between the skill of the Shar and the Misabidei Shemayim of the person. That in essence has nothing to do with a lot of the halachas that the Gemara darshins from this comparison between Ashar Yisak of Vagamba all of you must, such as Bezin Shalchav Gimel as we spoke at at the end of the daf yesterday. But either way, it's more of a hekish ba'alma that there's a comparison to Misas Adam and Misa Shar. Thus, Misa Shar, the skill of Ashar, has to be, it, it works. Begidre Misas Adam. So just like a person who had a mind to kill Reuven and kill Shimon would be Potter, so too the Allah is going to be the shard with that. But by the way, how in fact do you know that if someone had a mind to kill Reuven and he killed Shimon, he had a mind to kill someone whom he'd be Chayv Misa, and he killed someone whom he'd have a Chayv Misa. How do you know that he's in fact Potter because he didn't kill the person that he had a mind to kill? from a It says, That's in the parsha of Ritzicha. It's in the parsha of Ritzicha B'Shoigig. And we learn from the Archie Yitzchav and The only time you Chayv is if you killed the person that you had a mind to kill. Rabbanon, who argue with Rav Shimon, this seems to be Shittas Rav Shimon. It's a Rabbanon who argue with Rav Shimon. What did they learn from that Pasuk Varavle. Doesn't it sound like you're only chayiv if you killed the person that you had a mind to kill? The Rabbanon hold, that's not true. Even if you had a mind to kill one person, you kill somebody else. As long as the person you had a mind to kill himself is someone for whom you'd be chayiv misa, you'll be chayiv misa. So what did they learn from the Aravle Bekomloi? It's coming to exclude, it is teaching me halacha, that if somebody would throw a stone into a group of people, a group that consists of people for whom you'd be chayev if you'd kill, and people for whom you'd be potter if you kill, the halacha is that you will be potter. So if you throw a rock into a crowd and you kill someone for whom you chayev misa, being that in that crowd there were people that had the rock landed on, you wouldn't have been chayev for, even if it landed on someone that you in fact should be chayev for, still you're going to be if the case is where there was a group of people, nine of them were Knanim, and one was Yisrael, and you don't know who it landed on, then it's Pasha, you're going to be Potter. Typically, the group of Knanim, they know. That's a classic group. Even if it's 50-50, 50% of the people are 
Kananim and fifty percent of the people are Yisraelim. And again, you don't know who it landed on. Suffolk Nefashos the Hakel. It's Pasha. You should be Potter. Like Tzrichos says, the Gemara. Where's in the Gate? There's Joshua. The Ikatisha Yisraelim. The Echad Kanani. Where there were nine Yisraelim and there was one one Kanani. I forgot the Rubel Yisraelim. No, even though Roy by Yisrael. So you would say based on that, if you don't know who it landed on, let's assume that it landed on the Yisrael, and you should be Chayiv. Kivan the Ikah Chad the Kanani Benayu. Being that there is one Kanani there, Havalei Kavua. It is Kavua. Chol Kavua. Kavua makes it into a mechzal mechza. It takes away the koyach of And once you have a mechzal mechza, you're potter. Because again, being that you don't know who we landed on, suffik nefashis le hakel. So what's the idea of kol kavua kemechzal mechza This is something that comes up throughout Shas. Not such an easy concept to really wrap your head around, but it is something that comes up a lot. There's called the parish, miruba parish, and there's called kavua kemechzal mechzal The classic case is where there were ten stores in a city. Nine of them sold kosher meat, and one of them sold non-kosher meat. And you found now a piece of meat, and you're not sure, did it come from the nine, in which case it's kosher, or did it come from the one, in which case it's not kosher. So we say, called the parish, meruba parish, being that statistically there's a better chance that it came from the kosher store, because nine of the ten stores are kosher, than to say that it came from the non-kosher store, called the parish, meruba parish, you're allowed to eat the meat. But that's only true if you found the piece of meat, lying on the ground somewhere. But what if you bought the piece of meat in the store, you just don't remember which store you bought it from, or you didn't know which was the kosher, which was the non-kosher, but you bought it in the store. So even though most of the stores are kosher, and statistically, it's the same as if you found a piece of meat lying on a street corner. Over here, the halach is kavua, v'chol What's the difference between the two cases? It's a subtlety. The difference is, in one, the suffix was noilat on the floor. You found it on a street corner somewhere. In the other, the suffix was noilat in the store itself. I bought it in the store. The shayla is, which store did I buy it from? And being that the suffix was noilat in the store, and the, where the stores are, there's for sure kosher and non-kosher, then you can't say the halacha of kol de parish, meruba parish. Kol de parish, meruba parish is only if where the suffix was noilad, you don't see the roiv and the miut. You don't see the isra and the heter. All I see is this thing that was parish. I know it's related, it's affiliated with a roiv and a miut, but I don't see it. It's not here. It's not b'mokam leidas ha-sofik. So but it is a lachah called the parish, meruba parish. But with the suffix was chal in the presence of the roiv and the miut, the suffix was chal in the presence of the iser and the heter, there you don't say the halacha of called the parish. To the contrary, you say being that the miut is kavua, it creates a scenario of kol kavua kemechzal mechzadami. So this case that the Gemara is talking about would be the same thing. If somebody throws a rock into a group of people, nine of them are Yisraelim, one is a Knani. So based on Roiv, you should go to Kula and you should say, go to Chumrah, and you should say that you're going to be Chayev because I'll pee Roiv, they probably hit Yisrael. But being that we're the Yisraelim are, where the suffix was noilad, you also have the miut, it creates a kavua. Meaning, if one person would be Pirish from the group and you would hit him, and you don't know which person was Pirish, then you would say, call the Pirish Meruba Pirish. Because where the suffix was chal, you don't have the roiv in the miut. But over here, it landed in the group. It's like you bought the piece of meat from the store. So here it's called kavua kamechzal mechzadami, in which case, you're in fact going to be potter. So usually, called kavua kamechzal mechzadami is mentioned in the context of a chumrah where there was only one non-kosher store, but if I bought it from the store itself, so l'chumra, we give koyach 
to the tzad amiot, and we don't look at it as a kol parish, thus the piece of meat should be rendered kosher. To the contrary, we're not sure. Kol kavua k'mechza mechza dami. Here you're using kol kavua k'mechza mechza lakula because based on roid, you should be chayev misa. You're only potter because there is one kenani, and the kavua makes a k'mechza mechza dami to establish a suffix nefashis lahak. So usually it's establishing a suffix lahachmir. Here it's in fact establishing a suffix lehakal. Either way, zok the mishnevaitem. More halachis regarding koifer. Shor isha, a woman that owns a shor that kills a person. The shor ha'yisoyimim, yisoyimim owned a shor that killed a person. Shor ha'apetropis, that's similar to shor yisoyimim. The difference is, in this case, Bezden appointed an apetropis. We spoke a lot about that in the beginning of the week. Shor ha'midbar, so this shor was half good. It was just wandering in the midbar. Shor ha'hektish, or shor that belonged to hektish. Shor ha'geshem, shor ha'gershem es, ve'en yarshim, or a ger that died that has no yarshim, that shor too is hefker. The halacha is, if any one of these aforementioned shvarim kill a person, the shor itself is going to be chayiv misa. Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah argues, shor ha-midbar, shor ha-hekta, shor ha-gershem only time you can kill the shor is if the shor has an owner. But these three cases, there's no owner. The shor ha-midbar and the shor ha-gershem don't have bailam, they're both hefker. The Shara Hektish also is considered not to have Bailam, and for that reason, you're going to be Patatan Rabban. Shar, Shar, Shiva. It says the word Shar seven times in the parasha of Kaifer. Why does it say it seven times? So, Lahavi, number one, Shar Ha'isha, Shar Ha'yusayimim, Shar Ha'petropis, Shar Ha'midbar, Shar Hektish, that's five, Shar Ha'ger, Shemes, Ve'en Yoshim, that's six. So the, Mish- the Brisa said it says it seven times. And the Gemara brings six drushes. What about the seventh drusha? This is a really, really small tosfos. The second to last tosfos on the Amit Chad Legufe Veshislasu. You need one to tell me the halacha, and only six therefore are extra. We do the small tosfos, and therefore only six are extra for us to learn out different halachas. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, as in the Mishnah, argues in the Brice as well. He says Shara Midbar Shara Hektish Shara Gersh Meis Ve'Inla Yarshim Peturim and Amisel Vicha Ein Lahem Bagel. Amar Rabbi Huda, Poi Tai Rabbi Huda, Filo Nagal Chavsei Vikdush. Rabbi Huda, that said that a Shara Hektish that kills someone is Potter or Shara Hefker, he took his Chiddush one step further. He said that even if the Shar Shtoist at a time that it wasn't Hefker, and after it Shtoist, the Bailin, the owner, decided that I want to be Mafkarit, or he decided he wants to be Makdashit, Akilu Nog, Akilu Basayf Ikdish, Nog, Akilu Basayf Hefker, Dalach is still you're going to be Potter. Pashit a Shar Hamidbar, your Potter, where it was a Shar Hamidbar at the time that it Shtoist. Rabbi Huda said, no. Even if it was a regular shara at the time of the Nagicha, you would just master it or makdish it afterwards. Even then, you're going to be part. Mimai, how does the Gemara know that? I mean, how do you know the Rabbi Yehuda said his halacha, afilu nagach al-basayfik? This was Rav Huna's Chiddush. Had Rav Huna know that that was what Rabbi Yehuda meant, maybe he meant the lesser Chiddush, where it was actually hefker or hektish at the time of the Nagicha. Midi tarti, and his raya is, because the Mishnah mentioned two cases, shara midbar, what does a mean? What's the significance that it once belonged to a ger who died? It belonged to a ger who died, meaning the ger has no yarshim, assuming he had no yarshim. Yet it's never possible for him to not have yarshim. A ger, it's at the very least possible for him to have yarshim. But at the end of the day, the point is the significance of is the hefker. The point is that it's hefker. It's the same thing. It's redundant. It's two examples of hefker. Okay. Shara midbar is hefker. The other one wasn't mamish shara midbar. It was a shara ger, At the end of the day, it's hefker. So why does the Mishnah have to teach me the same halacha? twice. 
Shor, shor, shiva. It's learned out from an extra word, shor, in the parsha. What's the chiddush? Elulav, hokam ashvalon, afilu nogach, lebesayif hikdish, nogach, lebesayif hifker, shma amino. The chiddush is that there's two halachas of hefker that need to be mentioned. Number one, it was hefker at the time of the gicha. Number two, it wasn't hefker at the time of the gicha, but it became hefker after the gicha, before Bezdin presided over the case. And kamash malon, that the machlekes, the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda is true in both cases. According to the Rabbanon, in both cases, you're going to be chayef. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, in both cases, you're going to be potter. Tanya, nami, hachi, a mafurish abraisa, that says what Rafuna said. Yes, Rav Kinn, Amr Rabbi Yehuda. Afilu nagach, ulu vasayf hikdash. Nagach, ulu vasayf hikir potter. That Shara Midbar and Shara Ger Shemes Pturim and Amisa. It's true, even if at the time of the Nagicha it wasn't Hefker, I feel Nogach will be safe Hiktish, Nogach will be safe Hifker. What's the Makar? Shememar. And Rehuda brings a Pasik in the Brisa. It says, Behuad the Baalov, the Hemis. That's in the context of the Shara becoming a Shara Niskal. Behuad the Baalov, that happened in Bezdin. Adam came, he testified once, twice, three times. Now already the fourth time, so it's a shar amuid. The heimist aloch is that you're going to kill the shar, and we darshan from here. Achate misa v'amada b'din shavim that the the only time we actually kill the shar is if the shar is in the same state b'shas misa as it was b'shas hamada b'din. But if there was a hefker or a hektish somewhere in between, then you're not going to have the halachas. You should need gmardin as well, meaning the halacha should be that if the hefker happened before the gmardin, there too you should be potter, because if the drasha is this pasik, they need all these important parts of the pasik to be aligned, it says in that pasik as well, Hashor Yisakel. So Hashor Yisakel happened after the gmardin. So the halacha should be that the misa, the hamadabedin, and the gmardin should have to be ke'echad if at any point in the interim the shar became hefker, hektish, it should be potter. So the says, you're right. Ale'e ma'ach te misa, the hamadabedin, the gmardin, shavin ke'echad. Either way, three ha'aris on what we just learned. Number one, shar ha'yesoyimim shar ha'apetropsin, the halacha is harei elu chayavin misa. According to Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. So for Yosem, or uh, Yosem, who had an apotropos appointed by the courts, has a shor, the shor killed, the halachi is, that we're going to be chayiv, the shor itself is going to be chayiv mis. Stating that, we learned the Gemara in the beginning of the week, where the Gemara said that that's only true with regards to killing the actual shor. But as it relates to the monetary component, the koifer, there is no halacha of koifer. That was a brisa. Even though we had a whole discussion with regards to whether or not the apotropos is ever going to be chayiv to pay tashlume nezek, Chatzin Nezek, Nezek Sholem, so that was a whole sugya, Shabbos' daf and Sunday's daf, but as it relates to Koifer, it was a price on daf, Nema Madal, Tonu Rabbonon, Apotrops and Mishalman Meno Aliyah, Ve'en Mishalman Koifer. The Gemara said, why not? Why should Koifer be any different? Mantano Kufr Kapar. He asked him, Rabbi Kapar, you know, the beer and the price is, the time of the price holds that Kufr's Kapara. It's not Mamoin, it's Kapara. And Yusoyimim are not Pnei Kapara. Why are they not Pnei Kapara? Because they're not Par Mitzvah. They don't need a Kapara for what they did. Being that they don't need a Kapara for what they did, it's for that reason that there's no Tashlume Kaifers. That's a very important halacha. Even though the Mishnah said that the Shara itself is Chayv Misa, but as it relates 
to the kaifer, no kaifer. And even though it could be that you serve him, certainly if there's an apotropis, pay nezek shalit, and maybe even pay chatzi nezek, kaifer is different. Because kufr kapara boils down to kapara, the yisoyed of kaifer is different than the yisoyed of teshul nezek, and the yisoyed of not b'nei kapara. It's just worth mentioning the Ramah, in the end of Simon, shin mem gimel. The Ramah is talking about the halachas of chinuch. Hilchas chinuch in Shulchan Aruch is mentioned in Hilchas Shabbos. It's an Erechayim, Simen, Shin, Mem, Gimel. It's a very small Simen, but a lot of the halachas of chinuch, the halachas of chinuch, chinuch, are mentioned here in Simen, Shin, Mem, Gimel. The last line of the Ramah is as follows. The cotton chikas aviv, ay avar sharaveris bekatnusa, a cotton that hit his father, or did some other avera when he was a cotton, afal picha ain't sarach tshuva kishiyigado, even though he doesn't have to do tshuva when he gets older, mikol makin toivloi, shiyikabel alatzmai eze dover, it's a good thing for him to take upon himself something, lechuva ule kapara, afal picha avar kodim shenasa baranshin. So fascinating Ramah. The Ramah says that even though cotton's not a bar mitzvah, he doesn't have to do tshuva faveris that he did. He doesn't really need kapara. But it's not so posh, it says the Ramah. And in fact, it would be a very appropriate, it's a good thing for a person to do tshuva, even for averis that he did when he was a cotton. We once spoke about this Ramah. The Makar to the Ramah says the Mogan Avram and the Vulna Gain is a Gemara Masach, the Sanhedrin, Dafnun Hei Amit Beis, it ties into a fascinating sugya of Pitik Tana Oynes, a very Gishmaka Sugi, whether it's possible for a cotton to really be amazed and to maliciously do an Avera, in but we're talking about a halacha that a cotton or the apotropos on behalf of the cotton would never be chayv to be kofer because kufr kapara and the yisoyim alav ne kapara, just an interesting Ramah. It's not so posh that Ketana Manap ne kapara. In fact, Ramah said, I would, pres- I would prescribe something. That's the first hour. The second hour is the Shor HaMidbar. So if you have a Shor HaMidbar, the Allah is he kill the Shor HaMidbar. We spoke to Sam not so long ago, the Ramban Alatayra, where the Ramban is very bothered by that. He says, because at first glance, every Shor HaMiskal that you have, so learning about the Kama, you have the idea of, we kill the Shor. Why do you kill the Shor? Pasha, you think, it's an Oynish on the Bala Shor. The, you're not punishing the Shar, you're punishing the Balashar. But if you remember, the Ramban was Medayik in the Pasik. The Pasik says, that if you kill someone, you kill someone, you'll be Chayav Misa, even if a Chayav kills a human being, says the Abish, I'm going to go after the Chayav. It sounds like there's some sort of revenge that we're taking on the Chayav for killing. That says the Ramban, yes. He at least says mitzadeh, that it could be that's the way it is. And he says, I have a makar, the shara midbar. Why do we call the shara midbar? The shara midbar doesn't have an owner. See, you're not killing, you're not punishing the owner, because the, there is no owner. Elamai, if you're killing the shara midbar, it must be that we're punishing the actual shara. And it's like the Pasuk says, V'achas dimchem l'nafshesechem edrosh, miyad kol chaya edroshen. There's some sort of punishment over here to the shara itself. We spoke at Rabbi Yosef Engel once in the Beis HaOitzer. Does a shara, or does an animal have a yetzahara? Does he have a yetzatoiv? Could he be mavchem ben toiv l'orat? He can't be mavchem ben toiv l'orat. That it's not really fear for us to punish him. He doesn't have das to do the right thing. How can we punish him for doing the wrong things? Either way, that's an arichos that Rabbi Yosef Engel has in his Beis HaOitzer. One of his marmakoinus is in fact this Ramban, but the Ramban Ban's raya was from this halacha right here, this Mishnah, the idea of the Shara Midbar. A third thing just worth mentioning, and that is, we're talking about, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Shara Midbar, the Shara Hektish, the Shara Gershemes, Pturim in Amisa. Not just that, in the Gemara we saw, 
that it's true even if Nogach Ulu Besoyf Hiktish and Nogach Ulu Besoyf Hifkris. I saw the Achreinim speak out that this whole Shiloh between Yehud and the Chachamim is whether the Shor is Chayef Skila. There's a halacha of Sokel Yisokel Hashor. Kemisa Sabaylam Kach Misa Sashor. There's Kilo Achiev Misa, Achiev Skila that's Chal on the Shor. So that's Machoikis. What about a Shor Hefker? What about a Shor Hektish? It was Nogach Ulu Besoyf. Okay, that's the Sugi over here. But that's Poshit, say the Achreinim, that a Shor that kills, even if it's a Shor Amid, but you'd have to take out the Shor. And the reason you have to take out the shirts, very good. It's no worse than Taftes Vav Amid Beis. Rab Nosen Oimer, Minayin Shlei Gal Adam Kelav Rab Betech Beisoi. Val Yamet Sulem Ruah Betech Beisoi. Kamal Oimer Leisasim Dam Amid Beisecha. Incidentally, it's interesting. I saw the Achreinim. I saw this a few times. The Achreinim speak out that this Leisase of Leisasim Dam Amid Beisecha. Where does it say that pasuk? By the Maka. So we learn from there that just like you have to have a Maka on your roof, so too you can't have anything that may cause other people to be hurt, that may cause other people to stumble. So the Pesach is Leisasim Dabim Beisecha. From there we know you're not allowed to have it in your house. What if it's not mine? What if it's Hefker? That's not Leisasim Dabim Beisecha. It has to be Dafka Bershuscha. It has to be Beisecha. Where it's not Beisecha, it wouldn't be learned out from Leisasim Dabim Beisecha. It'd be learned out from Uviyarta Rami Kirbecha. But either way, whether it's in my Rishos, whether it's not in my Rishos, it doesn't matter. There is a concept of ubiyarta rami kebecha leisosim dalim. So this whole sugi is whether the shor is chayiv skila or not. But as it relates to that, not just one kishmakim alamakim, and that is Rabbeinu Yoyna in Mishlei, Perik Yud Aleph Pasigal. The pasuk says as follows: Moizne Mirma Tevas Hashem. The Evan Shlema Ritzayna. So what does Moizne Mirma Tevas Hashem? If somebody has a Moiznayim, he has a weight that's dishonest, so that if you use it. Someone is going to be fooled. He'll be duped. He's going to lose money. It's a toyavas Hashem. That's what Shloim HaMelech said, his introductory comments to the 11th chapter in Zayfim Mishlai. Zayzok Shloim HaMelech. Freik Rabbeinu Yoyin, I don't understand. It's a pasuk in the Torah. Lo yilucha bekischa even ve even ki toyavas Hashem. V'tzorich ato levakish tam al ma huskak Shloim HaOlevas Shalom lachsor velichtoiv zeb veloi toysefes bir vahavonas tam. Shlomo didn't add one thing to what the Torah already said. It says in the Torah that if you have these Moiznayim that are dishonest, it's a Toyeva. Just by having it, it's bad. So what Shlomo Melech say? Moiznayim, remember, Tevas Hashem. Mazel Tov, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. For that, it's a Pasuk in Parshish Kisei. It says, I need Shlomo Melech to chazer over a Pasuk. Says Rabbi Yoyin, a Dover Nifla. He says, you know what the Chiddush that Shlomo Melech was saying was? It's not this Pasuk. It's the Hemshech. You have to look at the context. The previous Pasuk, the last Pasuk in Perik Yud, Sif Speak good things. Upirishan tapuches. Rishoim are from the cat shkorim. They're liars. They say bad things. Shloim Melech was connecting the idea of pirisham tapuches, the bad midos that rishoim have, the vulnerability that they have to say sheker if it serves their purpose on a whim, to moizne mirmo toyevas Hashem. Mahakesher says Rabbi Yoyna a classic Moshe He says. Just like the Torah said that you can't have dishonest weights in your house, what's the reason? Because maybe Ulai Efshar, something bad is going to come from it, and even if nothing bad ever comes from it, it's considered it's as if you did the worst thing in the world. So too, a person shouldn't have inside his guf. A person shouldn't have inside his tunas anefesh. And if you're a person that's vulnerable, you have bad midos, you can very easily come to gaiva and to sheker and to chanifa and to all the bad midos. That's a horrible thing. And that in itself is Toyavas Hashem. Uboha is ki 
מידס אחרוס השקר, תויב אסשם, כי עניין מויזני מרמו, שהם תויב אסשם, ואפילו לא שקלו בעליהם. עברו אז פי השם, אם הם לא עשו משהו רעות, כי לא נכתבו עזורס המשקולס, רק לעבר עליהם בשעס מייסו. הפוסק, הפרש של המשקולס, לא יכול להגיד לי אם אתה באמת שקול, כי יש עוד פרשים בתורה. התורה אומרת, הפקט שאני אוהב אותם כמו במי חוץ, אם אני לא אוהב אותם, זה בעצם יהיה תוהי ועשה השם. אומר רבינו יוינו, כל שכן המרגל ספוסו להכריע על השקר, ואף כי לא הזיקו מאומה באחרוסם, הם שנואים, כי הם הם המוכנים בהרגל ההוא לעזורס השקר, במוקם שתחזר etc., etc., beautiful Lashonis from Rabbeinu Yoyno, that from the Pasek of the Meiznaya Mirma, really, Behemshech, to Biyarta Rami Kibecho, Leisosim Domi Bevesecha, that in itself, that there's a stumbling block in place, that's Toyev HaShem, that's, even if nothing bad ever came from it, you can't say, okay, hindsight's 20-20, nothing bad ever came from it, we're all, no, we're not all good, it was Toyev HaShem, the fact itself that you ever allowed such a situation to exist, that's horrible. That's Toyeva. Toyeva is used for Avodah Zorah, it's used for Arayas. It's a horrible, horrible thing. That's the Hemshuch. Toyeva Sashem, Moiznei Mirma, that's a Pasuk in the Torah. It's the Smichos, Pirishon Tapuchos, is like the Moiznei Mirma, Toyeva Sashem.